Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network. The Best Ever You Show is here to help you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. With this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. And now, here is your host, Elizabeth. I hope you all can hear me because I feel like I'm sort of buried in the snow. Uh, it's it's past the, the I know it's past the line in the middle of the window, guys. I mean, really, there is a lot of snow here in Maine. We got another foot of snow last night. I'm just sitting here like, wow, that is uh, five storms, like you know, sizable school cancellation like storms in nine days. Um, and I think we've set some record snowfall things i have no idea but wow and so we're gonna just hope the internet holds out um because our power was flickering and (laughs) so here we are um thank you for listening thank you for being here with us and uh, this is the best ever you show and i'm going to send you over to ellen barrett's website because she's awesome and amazing and she's with us and i feel like i need like little ellen barrett walk-up music or something you know like she's can hit a home run with us, you know, that baseball walk-up <laughs> music. When you, <laughs> but uh, Ellen Barrett is here. Her website, oh, I love you, yes. Um, your website is ellenbarrett.com. Her website, she knows her website. Her, her website is ellenbarrett.com, <laughs> E-L-L-E-N-B-A-R-R-E-T-T.com. And, uh, oh, my, if you want to talk about well-being, if you want to talk about fitness, my two favorite words that I have learned, I forgot them and relearned them, are strength and flexibility and uh, aging wonderfully with those two things in mind. And uh, those are my just, I have those words written in front of me now. They're on the refrigerator, they're on my desk, they're on my mirror in my bathroom. And um, I had this. I'm going to bring Ellen on here in a second, and I'm just going to share with you how we got, kind of got to this point of having Ellen on. <laughs> um, I was... Um, just I fell on the ice a couple of years ago, and I, a lot of people who know that, um, who follow me in social media, I mean, I've, I got back from the movie, hit a patch of ice in the driveway that I didn't see, and fell right on the right side of me. And I'm not sure quite what I did to my hip, but I know ever since that moment, I've had the worst trouble with my right hip flexor. And if anybody has ever had that problem, you know the pain that uh, goes with it. Um, the tight hamstrings, just like a, a band of of uh, torture in a way, just nothing ever seems to settle out. And it's been sort of in this cycle of like feeling good and then pain, feeling good and then pain and uh, really frustrated. And it has caused me to do things like not work out. And then that creates its own cycle of horridness um, that I can't even describe. And I finally got to the point where like the last part of 2016, I was actually sleeping on a heating pad and almost in tears going, this is not the way I'm going to age people. And this hip is going to get better. And I was sitting there and I th- I was almost probably in tears, honestly, on the couch. And I was just sitting there and I'm like, okay, I got to do something about this. Walking isn't working. It, nothing was working. Biking, the treadmill, the elliptical. I mean, really nothing. I've really tried just about everything to fix this right side of my body. And I was sitting there and I said, you know, stretching. I need to do something with stretching. And um, I had remembered seeing uh, old people stretching on Time Warner Cable. And I'm like, you know what? That's about how old I feel. I'm going for it. There's got to be something there. If old people, if really old people can stretch, you know, I'm 47, I can take it. 
So I figured, you know, I'm going to start here. And uh, we did a little better than that. So that's why Ellen is here. Um, Ellen, um, you want to take it from there? Because you are you are the grace and gusto of my life right now. And I just love you. You are. That is, is, that is so cute. That's such a cute story. And you know what? It's funny because you are as old as you feel. You're not <laughs> yeah. that chronicle age. Because there's people that are you know, younger than you that are older than you. And there's people that are older than you that are younger than you. So it really is about how you feel. And that whole term, feel good fitness, it just seems like it just flows and it's just a funny, fun term, but feel good. Like if you feel good, that's the goal. And then if you feel good, that's youthful forever. That's the fountain of youth. So uh, it's all about feeling and feeling good, yeah. feeling capable, feeling strong and flexible. And I would say like, you know, if when my husband had a, a kink in his neck and he was turning his whole body to turn his head. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, you, you really look like a hundred year old man right now with that, without <laughs> that region of motion in your neck, you know, and it's like, you don't realize it until you don't have it. So, you know, keeping that body energized and fluid and, soft, the joints soft and, and a nice range of motion with your muscles. I mean, that is so important. And I think mainstream media loves to talk about weight loss and all that stuff. And, and that's important too, but really a big part of weight loss and feeling good is that range of motion, that strength behind it and your joints feeling good. So there you go. You're a perfect example of what happens in your forties and, but it doesn't have to you know, it's a wake-up call, and it's it's sort of like a challenge, but it doesn't have to be a crisis, you know? Yeah, this was a so, full-blown, I think go. it was going to be a tantrum crisis if it kept going. Um, of all of, right. okay, so I have you, I don't think I have you memorized exactly, you know, enough to talk, you know, coherently about all of the videos that you've done and the DVDs and everything. But what I would really love um, to do is sort of take people like, uh, like let's say somebody's listening to this show for the first time and this is their first um, introduction to you. Where would you love people to start? Because you, you know, you have a lot of things that you're, you've done. Um, is it the grace and gusto or are there other things that you would point people to that's the name of a workout too if you're listening it's called grace and gusto i know i love so yeah so grace and gusto i have some quirky names to some of my workouts grace and gusto which i just think personifies like yin yang and stretch Mm -hmm. and strength and all that stuff um so grace and gusto is a great place to start it's a 45 minute flowing video i think all of my videos like yogini workout and slim sculpt they're all barefoot and they're all about the whole body all the time. And, you know, it's not, we're not going to isolate and be like, we're going to just work the bicep right now. It's always about the whole body is going along for the ride. And the reason for that, and this is very mind-body, it's really fusing yoga, Pilates, dance, a little martial art kind of like technique, because they know those, all those modalities are so intelligent. And they know that in real life, your whole body is always together. So we want to train the body to function really well for the real world, you know, not just have a really strong bicep for the sake of having a strong bicep. So it's about function, feeling good, utilizing the whole muscle chain, not just one little muscle. So it's time efficient, but it also just makes total sense 
you know, it's intelligent and, um, and hopefully not intimidating. It's for all levels all the time. And people love barefoot at first. If you, you're so addicted to shoes, your feet will be like, whoa, I've never had that much range of motion before. And it feels weird not having that padding, but, um, but your feet will love it. And it's one less step to get you to the workout. You don't have to tie your sneakers. You just go. Oh. You just go to the workout. It's one less gear. So, um, so I, think, I think racing us is a great starting point. Um, I've written books and I've, um, and I've written blog posts and things like that. You can really get a good idea of what my shtick is, which is really just, you know, feel good, you know, be your best. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, looking good is a byproduct of feeling good. Yeah, I love that. Do you um, – okay, so for somebody listening who's afraid of – workouts and DVDs and the gym and, you know, whatever it is, and you're sitting there and you're kind of in that misery mode too. Um, The one thing that I really truly love about Ellen is that when you put in a DVD of Ellen's um, and Ellen, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is just not about you. It's about us. Yeah. I I did not get (laughs) a concept. (laughs) Yeah. I did not get a sense that you're trying to impress me with how awesome you are. And I, and what it does is it makes you even more awesome because it, 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 you've got this like keen sense of how brilliant you are, but the whole workout, you're like, wow, through my teeth, that is a hard thing to achieve to make somebody feel like it's actually about them through their TV screen. I mean, and you've done it brilliantly. That's the best compliment ever. That's like my favorite compliment I've ever gotten. It's like, really? It's like that just makes me so happy that you felt that because it is about you. And, and you know, it's about you being inspired, too. You know, it's not about uh, – it's not even about uh, burning calories, you know, or, or toning your muscles. It's about you feeling invigorated, inspired, and hopeful, and optimistic, and, you know, life is, is rosy. You know what I mean? I really think that's – that's the overall message for all my workouts is, is, um, you know, it's you, you know, you're awesome. And you, the rest of the world can kind of beat you down a lot of weird things. A lot of things, media will show, you know, only women with big boobs and you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And and so that's just an example, but it's like, you know, you know, everyone deserves that level of feeling good. And, the big secret is the more you love yourself, the the more healthy choices you make and the more well you become. So it's really about just feeling good and getting tuned in and, and you know, being inspired. Well, and the other thing, too, for anybody listening who's ever put in a DVD and everybody's absolutely perfect, their hair is, I mean, I don't know how they do their hair like that while they're working out. Keep the smile. Keep <laughs> I just, you know, they got false eyelashes on while they're working out, and I'm just sitting there going, okay, my hair's on top of my head, and I look like, I don't know what I look like right now, but but there's a, a very nice, healthy blend of Ellen being beautiful, yet real uh, on this, as well yeah. as everybody that's working out with her. There's, um, I love the fact that um, you have not taped over, you know, p- people wanting to put their arms down when they're tired. I noticed the girl in the back. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oops, I put my arms yeah. down. And you're like, and, and you catch it and you go, you know, we're right here. And we, yep, it's, it, we're not taping over this. Uh, was that a choice that you made? Well, you know, I, love yeah, it. I, do, I think it is a choice. Cause you know, I, you know, 
unconsciously, I think I created a culture of just acceptance and not being nitpicky. Um, And I think a lot of Pilates and yoga people can be very nitpicky and then you don't get anything done. And then you leave feeling, oh, my God, my foot doesn't move like that or whatever. So it's like enough with the nitpickiness and perfectionism, right? And then another thing is, I really came from a point, like I came from a competitive tennis background and I always tell this story, but my mom allowed me one day a week, I would take aerobics and not have a tennis lesson or a tennis match or something. And uh, when I was like early high school and I lived for that day when I took aerobics with Kathy Caiello in DeWitt, New York, I remember very, very clearly and it was so fun. There was so much camaraderie. And I just wanted to be on that side of the gym forever. I didn't want to be on the tennis course where it was like me against you and keeping score and who won, who lost. I hated that. And so I really come at fitness as this camaraderie building. There's no competition. There's no hierarchy. It's just a big party. It's just fun. And we're just having fun. It's like a play date. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> I really do come from that point. And I realize now that I've been in the industry for so long that so many of my colleagues came from dance, came from acting. They came from things where you were pitted against each other, where it was competitive. And, and they, they, you know, they stayed in that world too long, you know, and they brought yeah. that over. And um, so mine is like it's all about doing your best and then, walking away and not having any hangups about, about anything, yeah. you know, takes so. a dose sometimes of seeing that behavior of being pitted against somebody to see how toxic it is. Don't you think? Cause I come from that background. Oh, I've, been yeah. in a few pa- I've been in a few pageants before. <laughs> That's a throwdown backstage boy. <laughs> right. Like that is so fascinating. That's fascinating to me. That world oh, is man. really interesting. And, um, and also it's like, it's like, who's, who's like miss who's more beautiful who that's totally objective it's like looking at art and like so that that's like fascinating to me (laughs) you know what i did what i did just to sidetrack us for two seconds so i'm in this pageant and this is maine and i i'm mellow you know i'm not there to win or anything i was just i mostly was there just to get in shape meet people do a little best ever you stuff you know hang out whatever and um I'm there and there's a rehearsal where the judges are watching and everybody's like, Oh, put your heels on and your dress on and your I have my Clarks on. <laughs> Do you know what Clarks are? <laughs> that's what main that's a main thing. That's <laughs> my Clarks on. That is a very that's a staple. It's like having, having leather slippers yeah, on while everybody's feet hurt. That's so funny. I could see you being like a judge or being like a panelist or something on oh. on those on those shows. Your, your voice like, is so good, and your what did yeah. you say? Sorry, our internet. Because your down. voice, your voice is so good, and you have that like you're curious. So I, you could see you like being the person that asks the question, like you know, world peace. What, What's your idea yeah. of world peace or something? <laughs> Where's Russia on the map? But you know what? Um, it's so yeah. funny too. Like you know about the pageants because I've trained. I trained a lot of when I lived in LA. I trained a lot of actresses, and when I lived in New York, I trained actresses. I trained an opera singer. I trained of of people that were performers, and I remember being being there when they were getting ready to perform. And you know, we're barefoot. 
we have to sweat. We have to have our hair pulled back or it's crazy. It's like these performers, there's all these tricks. There's high heels. There's platforms inside the shoes. There's corsets. There's spanks. There's spray tan. There's, uh, you know, yeah. wigs. There's all the fake eyelashes, like you said. There's all these ways that there's they... There's people putting their bras, too. Chicken cutlet things. Right, I right. was shocked, and Ellen. Of... I've never seen anything yeah, like yeah. it. Yeah, and all of that, it's for their performance, which is great, but fitness isn't a performance. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. I'm a teacher. I'm not performing. Yeah. like that. So I've had these conversations, as you can tell, <laughs> about... Yeah. Uh, about getting in front of the camera for a workout, you know, it's different. Well, it's not, I'm not an opera singer on at Carnegie Hall. Yes. This was so, a refreshing, beautiful thing. And I, I love Ellen's bright and smiley face every day of my life now with my grace and gusto or one of her other workouts. And um, I, you're so inspiring and you do so many cool things. I just want to keep, keep, introducing people to you what so you have a tennis background that is fascinating so yeah. have you always yeah. like if I took you back to like preschool and kindergarten have you always were you just like a naturally gifted athlete or tennis player or was tennis your thing or other sports or you know what tennis you know I not to like pat myself on the back or anything but gym was my favorite subject always <laughs> like I love gym I love moving I really struggled with sitting still. Not that I had ADD or anything. I mean, maybe they would have labeled me like that, but I don't think I do because I could sit and read mm-hmm. for like, I have really good focus of, you know, of that. So I just really like moving. I was like a daredevil on the playground. My mom will tell stories of how I like was walking on top of the monkey bars instead of like <laughs> doing the monkey bars. And uh, my son is the same way. He's like a daredevil. He's, you know, trying to create a ski jump, you know, in the backyard, bigger and better and higher and more dangerous every more every snowfall that happens but um but yeah so I really I I really I was an athlete like I was athletic and um my mom also played tennis and I I you know played a lot I started early I played a lot I played college tennis and um I was division one college player and then when I graduated Mm -hmm. from college I worked at club med um, in the Caribbean, I was a fitness instructor, and I did do tennis, too, when they needed me. And then I came back to the mainland, and I was an assistant tennis coach for Syracuse University. So I was going to grad school, and then they it just all fell into my lap. They're like, we need an assistant coach. Um, will you do it? And I was like, I guess. So it was great because <laughs> it paid my tuition. And, I, and those players at Syracuse were – there were a lot of international players. They were all – the game had changed so much. They were all tall and they were just bigger people and it had just become such a power game. But it was really interesting for me to, it's really, it took me all the way and it paid for my grad school and I'll be forever grateful for tennis. But at the same time, it really wasn't the best fit for me as I look back at my childhood because I didn't do, I, I didn't do other stuff, you know, like I, I didn't do anything else. Like, I played tennis and then I had aerobics (laughs) that one day a week with Kathy Geller. And so I feel like I, you know, there weren't the sleepovers. There wasn't like nature camp, which I would have been so good at because I'm like a hippie child too, but I didn't do anything else. It was tennis, tennis, tennis. I went to Harry Hopman's tennis camp in Florida many, many times for extended periods of time training. So, um, so, yeah, so it was good, and it exposed me to a lot of – so that's how I kind of got into fitness, too, because it exposed me 
to these sports trainers. And a lot of fitness trainers had personal trainers, and I was like, what's that? So I saw personal trainers for the first time in that world. And Martina, I remember Martina Navratilova got really fit, and she was, like, training. And, and then I was like, I'm going to get fit. It, it's not about playing more tennis to get better at tennis. It's about getting fit, you know, to, to play mm-hmm. tennis better. So it, it was really a catalyst to my fitness career um, for sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated by that it. because, it, it, you know, life's kind of like that, too. You know, one thing leads to another, to another, to another. And without what you had, you you might not be where you are right now. And I always think that's kind of a cool thing about life. So you always it sounds like you have a lot of gratitude ingrained in everything that you do. You know, I'm I huge totally do. And yeah, I'm big into gratitude, too. It's, you know, you got to be grateful for everything. And even hardship, you learn something from it. And, you know, I always say, like, people that have had weight problems, there's a, there's a real silver lining there because it made you get into fitness. It made you start reading about nutrition. It made you, you know, just work on something. And, you know, my sister, who's very naturally slim, she really had no motivation to do anything. And then suddenly – when she was in her, started to be in her 40s, she was like, Ellen, uh, what do I do? I've been, I've been eating yeah. cheese and drinking five venti lattes every day. I'm like, what am I going to – Catches up with you in your like, 40s. Um, yeah, it's like what she had a real wake-up call very late, like much later than most people, yeah. in America, most women in America have to start, you know – paying attention, having a little bit of discipline. And um, so it's, it's a blessing in disguise. Everything's a blessing in disguise. An injury is a blessing in disguise. Like it makes you really understand how the body works. It makes you be so grateful when you feel good. So, yeah. so like <laughs> okay. everything you can be grateful for. Tell you a little story um, about an injury, and it's not my injury. It's one of my son's injuries. My youngest son, um, you know, we're a big baseball family, and so naturally the the youngest one was, you know, doing his baseball thing. And um, this was uh, last year now, or the no, eighth, yeah, last year basically. Uh, go a year and a half ago if you want to be exact. But anyway, he was on the baseball field, and um, he had a great hit, and um, he. he was sliding into second and his arm got cut underneath him and he broke his arm. Our littlest one, his name is Quaid. And, um, he was at, he got up to run to third. Um, and the, the shortstop goes, dude, your arm is wrecked. And his, he had a, a dinner fork fracture where your like wrist comes completely off and oh. up and over your forearm. It was so disgusting. And, um, thank God, like, uh, there was an ER doctor in the crowd um, an orthopedic like ER doctor type who set his uh, arm on a notebook with like athletic tape, you know, just to keep it, st- you know, steady and so forth. So I'm getting to my point here. So baseball player injury, all this stuff. Well, that was the summer and having that kind of an injury during the summer sucks because you can't swim. You can't, you know, you can't play baseball. Of course, you can't do a lot of things that you love to do. And he said, you know, mom, the one thing I can do is run. And, uh, boy, did that kiddo go from a kind of a a little bit heavier set kiddo to growing about a foot and now weighing, I think he weighs 138, and he's the track and field man. I mean, so it made him go into that world. Yeah, he's a cyclist and a runner. Isn't that strange? Wow. We we don't know who his parents are still. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally kidding. (laughs) It's interesting because – 
it was almost like meant to be because he needed to get off that track and move on to another track, and that was the way to do it. And that's hard to do, too, when your older brother's playing, you know, got a scholarship to go play baseball and all these things. You think, okay, I have to play baseball to fit in. And he just wrote a really cool essay for school on it. And um, so, uh, you know, how do you you help people find what they're – I guess my question is, how do you help people find what they're made of? Or do they have to find it on their own like that? Or how do do people work like that where, you know, you just completely, you know – Go, you know, go down the path of well-being because he changed what he ate too. Boy, holy cow. Well, you know, it's funny because like little things make a big difference. So just popping in that DVD or turning on a streaming video and, and maybe you can only get through 10 minutes. But that is a big deal, you know, because then tomorrow maybe you can get 15 minutes done. And so it's really incremental and, you know, it's about getting on the path and like putting one foot in front of the other Um, I think a lot of people also, if you look at a lot of um, like flashy fitness videos or they do really intense things like they're doing plyometrics or something like that. And then that Mm -hmm. is to the majority of people out there, that is not desirable, you know, and, um, but it gets people's attention, which is why the producers and marketers love to put it on there. And so, you, you know, like little by little, like you don't have to beat yourself up to be fit. And that's like, people have that revelation all the time with these, my videos. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you just got to get the energy percolating, like your, your word percolate, which I love your book. Um, Thank you. That percolate is really the key, you know, because you, you think you have to use up energy to work out. You think that's what working out is, but working out is actually generating more energy. You use it to create more of it. And then you're more productive, Ooh, like you're not fatigued. Yeah. So it's a, it is a percolating, you know, technique when it's done right. But if you do too much, too much, too long, wrong range of motion, too intense, too fast, you waste your energy. You're just using energy. You're not percolating it. So, so I think when people really have that paradigm shift in their brain about, oh, my God, I, I can enjoy the workout and it doesn't have to torture me. Uh, I'm in, you know, and I think a lot of people are on this path now too. Like, um, you know, it's, people have seen the light and uh, it's being exposed because of social media and more access to more variety, you know? So, Mm -hmm. so it's good. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm going to hurt my joints when I do your workouts. I, I, I sometimes feel like people, um, I, I don't know. You just feel like you get, you know, I, I know, I just know the past year of my life, I felt really achy. Like, you know, if I, if I go out and, well, I have a whole thing about running up and down the street. I don't do it very well anyway, but if somebody's looking, I'll run and then I'll walk. <laughs> but anyway, if I walk, if I, if I were to run up and down the street, first of all, I probably couldn't do it because I'm just not a great runner. Um, and that's why we're still searching for Quaid's parents. But um, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if I were to do that, I would honestly feel like my knees were probably going to explode. Just feels like it's like just too much on me. Um, and so I, I'm trying to explain that with your videos where you it's I love your word fluid. That's such a great word. I've never really heard anybody um, use that in terms of exercising before like a, an exercise guru, you know, um, I've never heard anybody say, right. yeah, this is fluid. What's that mean exactly? Like, well, be like water. Me move hmm. like water. And honest, honestly, it makes it feel better. You know, don't 
move like ice, move like water, like fluid water. And, you know, um, another word that I use, which, you know, in yoga we use it a lot, but is soft. Soften your joints. Soften your jaw. Soften your shoulders. You know, soften your heart. Like just, just that word, just think about soft and just make it just chill out and not be so tense and tight because I think the softening is very feminine. It's very attractive, and it also allows energy to flow, and it feels good. And you don't even realize that you're not soft in the shoulders. You're not soft in your heart until you are sitting in a yoga class or about to do a video or something like that, and you start to – you hear the word, and you just start connecting it to the body. Um, so that's another word that needs to happen. I mean, you know, things have changed. And I always say, like, a lot of times fitness people, they think it's all the same. But our society is so different than it was. I started teaching aerobics when I was 18 years old. And then I got certified in Pilates. And then I got certified in yoga. And then I sort of fused it all together. And a lot of things have changed since then, obviously. But the mentality has changed as well. And our clientele, like the people that we work with, have changed so much. People are stressed out. People don't have time. People are not in the moment. People have more injuries. People have more tension in their whole body. Their face is stressed out. People are on medications that dehydrate them. People are, you know, it's, it's a different world. And we, we have to shift to the population that's out there. And, um, and what's happened is, like, in the 80s, we had people work 9 to 5. There was no cell phone. People went home. They had dinner together. They had Sundays. Nothing was open. Maybe, maybe not where you are, but where I was, there was Sundays where nothing was open. Nothing's and open here it's either. It's like there was downtime <laughs> that was built in. And now it's like you need to – that's why all our classes, I teach at a studio in Litchfield, and our classes are 75 minutes or 90 minutes, and it's because we want 15 minutes – of Shavasana. We want to add 15 minutes to that hour of workout to literally have a little bit of solitude, calm down, chill out. We have to put it into class because we're not doing it at our house anymore. We're not doing it on Sunday afternoon anymore. So life is really shifted and workouts need to shift to accommodate um, our modern crazy culture. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, scheduling your downtime so you intentionally have it. Yeah, we definitely or we definitely changed. I always tried to do that when I had when my kids were smaller is never over schedule them. Like we said no a lot more yes. than we ever said yes. I'm just like I just can't do it myself and boy, look at them. In fact, we have um I raised my quit and my kids with um what's called a maintenance day. The high school's used to me now. Um but if my kids are just feeling sick of school, um we have a we call it like a Quaid maintenance day. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I call it, we call it maintenance day. And uh, I am one of those parents who just is like, okay, you need to chill then chill. Yeah. And, I uh, call it what it is instead of, it's instead a maintenance of sort of day. lying and saying sick day. It's a maintenance day. Oh. It's our yeah. get our act together today. Today. Yeah. That's funny. Here, well, we you've had a, a lot of those because of the snow. <laughs> well, this year, yeah, you this is kind of nice. Cause sorry. You've had a lot of those. You won't. Yeah, you've had built-in maintenance days. <laughs> in I can't see you. That's funny. And yeah, we can't see each other. Just so you know. So if we talk over each other, we're 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 doing a good job of not interrupting each other. I'm like happy with this. I've interrupted you a couple times, but we're good, aren't we? Um, it's hard yeah, when you can't good. see each other on the radio, and you're and so feel free to just talk right over me. You don't have to stop. It's all good. I I can hear you, and and I can stop talking. Um, 
the so tell me about your other workouts so somebody listening um you have grace and gusto do you mind going through them all and just saying what they're yeah. each about or that you know there's a few, a few of them i have all of them right here <laughs> i love wow. them wow so i do um, so the there so there's workouts that i did very long time ago that are probably not in print so we'll we will skip over all the crunch DVDs and the Prevention Magazine DVDs and those ones because um, the ones that are in print and active and on Trainer Pass, that I, that's my online streaming thing and other stuff. So the very first one that I did was Yogini Workout. And that, you know, they're all, they all are in the same vein. They're all fusion fitness. And that means fusing the best of all these mind-body modalities to create a really creative, interesting, feel-good workout that gets results without overdoing it. So there's Yogini workout that has a little bit more yoga edge to it. There's Slim Sculpt, which has light hand weights. There's Sleek Sculpt with light hand weights. Uh, Skinny Sculpt with light hand weights. Stretch Sculpt. So all of those are my series where we use light hand weights. It's still barefoot. It's about extending and squeezing muscles simultaneously, really flattering, highly functional. So those are those, and there's Power Fusion, which I couldn't believe hadn't been used before, that name, that title. I was like, what? It's not, uh, it's available? I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so Power Fusion, um, Fusion Flow. So all these Fusion ones, they really are just about getting a good cardio kick. It's like a cardio sculpt um, without weights. You're very free. The range of motion is free. Um, Grace and Gusto, um, Super fast body blast. So then I started doing 30-minute workouts because we really noticed that people responded so well to 30 minutes. They were getting busier and busier. And so super fast body blast is 30 minutes. Um, Sleek Sculpt Express is 30 minutes. Peace, Love, and Cardio is 30 minutes. And it's really, it's What's like a one? walk I don't have Pilates. that one. Peace, Love, and Cardio? Oh, I like that. Peace, Love, and Cardio. I gotta write that down. Yes. Hang on. <laughs> okay, keep going. Yeah, I wear a tie dye. I wear a tie dye shirt in that one. <laughs> tie dye top. Um, and uh, yeah, so peace, love, and cardio is one of my, I think one of my my favorites because it's just very playful. And we do little football feet, and then we do like standing Pilates, <laughs> and it's just a really good upbeat um, uh, thirty minute challenge and then I did a seven day workout challenge which was recent we just shot that this in 2016 and we released it in January last month and um, it is on trainerpass.com and it's seven workouts and so it's your whole week planned and it's just such a good variety and we do a one day that's a 45 minute challenge it's called fusion boot camp and it's a real challenge but I love that I love the, I really always wanted to do a whole week program, and mm-hmm. so I was really psyched about um, doing this seven-day workout challenge. Um, so that kind of sums up a lot of the workouts. I might have forgotten one here or there. but uh, <laughs> I don't have all of them. I'm missing one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, my I'm missing gosh. A couple. I'm missing a couple, yeah, actually, but it's funny. Yeah, I, am, um, I, I still can't quite do the end of Grace and Gusto very well, um, the part where – um, and don't get scared if you're, if you're, if you're listening, like it's too hard or anything like that. It's just my body. Um, 
I'm kind of, sh- I'm kind of tiny, like kind of short. I'm, I'm not very much over five, two and a half or so. And um, it's kind of like a, a, I don't know, we used to call it like a back, like a back cradle, like a, um, you're kind of a back bridge kind of thing. And oh, yeah. you kind of dip. I can't remember what it's called exactly, but my arms don't dip like that very well. I don't know why. Um, so I take a part of your, one of your other workouts and do that while you're doing that. <laughs> Just like, okay, I can't do that yet. Or I don't know cool. if I'll ever be able to do it. But, um, so yeah. And so yeah. my point in mentioning that is when you can't do something in a workout and you legit, legitimately for right now, your body's just not going to move that way. Um, do you recommend people stop and not do that? Try it anyway? Um, Cause it just seems like there's always a part of maybe some workout where you're like, Oh, that's challenging for me right now. How do you work through you that? You know, everyone's, you know, it's so, it's so everyone is different and there are so many different challenges people have. Like, I remember when I, with like fusion floor workout, which is all on the floor and some people, I thought this is going to be a really gentle workout. People with arthritis are going to be so happy about sitting on the floor, people with back pain. That was really hard for people with knee problems, you know, because mm-hmm. you're on the floor and, and so it's, everyone has their strengths and their weaknesses. And when think when you can't do something at all, you know, do your own thing. Do your own thing, and you might need to uh, march in place or modify with by bending your knees a lot or whatever the move is. Um, and that's the beauty of of these workouts is we don't stick with one thing too long. We're not doing a billion reps. So within like thirty right. seconds or a minute, we're probably moving on to something else. So. You know, so I think that's really the key. But you really, from from my point of view, I can't be I can't be there to like say, okay, this is your modification for this situation all the time. So right. it's important. So you know, that it. you get that mind body connection. You feel, yeah. and so it's like you learn yourself. Like that's a phrase I love. Like learn yourself. Like you know, when you do a twist to the right and then you twist to the left, and you notice the twist to the left is totally different and tighter and, and less range of motion. And someone says, wow, my left side is so much tighter. It's like, you just learned yourself. There you go. <laughs> and yeah, I always yeah. say that. It's like, that's, you should know your body. You should know, you know, and that's what these workouts start to, de- they definitely make you learn yourself because you're connecting, you're feeling, and you're getting out of the thinking and you're feeling, and you're like, wow, I love being barefoot. Or, wow, my left side is tight. Or, wow, my right arm is stronger than my left arm. Or I can point really well, but I can't flex to save my life. You're like, what's going on? So it's like these are all good. It's like, you know, it's not it's not negative that that you have an imbalance somewhere. It's negative if you don't know you have the imbalance. Yeah, yeah, and there, I, I don't use the word can't very much. Um, so when it comes to that part, mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, you know, I. It's usually for me. It's like mm, if I do that, I might end up like getting hurt on that hip or doing. You know, it's like a, it's like a you just right. like you're saying like an intuition where you're like, okay, that one's not quite for me. It's only one little tiny like two minute part of it, and I just do something else. So I think that's really good. That's really good feedback. So if you you know if you hear that in your head, you know go go do something else. Like uh, you know I'm not, I I do a um I don't know what I don't know what all the moves are called, but it's um the one where you kind of go up on your tiptoes and then your arms go up and out. And then they come back. Um, yeah. It's in one of your other workouts. Do you know what that is when you do that? I love that. Because um, you go up on your tiptoes a lot. And it's cool. It's yeah. great for your yeah. feet. And um, it's the other thing. Like, some people shoot. love tiptoes. Oh, some people it. are like, 
I teach classes and I see in front of me, there's people that love it and they really get it. And then some people are like, my feet don't do that. And I'm like, fine, just do what you can do. But yeah, yeah I don't know. There's too many moves. I love there's too it. many things. I, that's great. I'm so yeah. happy. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. And so, um, so for everybody listening, you said something else, um, trainerpath.com. Um, can people go there? Yeah. What is trainerpath.com? Yeah, so trainerpath.com I, is where, you know, life has changed so much, and DVDs are not as practical for so many people. And um, so it's just an option. If you don't want to have DVDs, you can just go online and stream the workouts. So it's like a Netflix for fitness. Oh, neat. And so I have a channel on TrainerPath, and all the videos that we've talked about today are on on TrainerPath. And it's just really – it just wherever you go, you can have these. You don't have to travel with your DVDs. You can work out when you're in a hotel room. You can. A lot of people are working out just from their computer, anyway. So, um, so yeah. So I'm really excited about it. CBS owns Trainer Pass, so it's a. And I'm not saying that to be like, oh, CBS, but it's the, the sure technical support. <laughs> the technical cool. support is so yeah. good. So for yeah. anyone who needs tech support a lot. They're there. They have 24-hour customer service. It's also a highly designed site, so it's just fast and it's understandable and you can just push a button. Like, you know, so it's just I'm so relieved because it takes that away from me. I don't have to deal with technical challenges or, you know, I can just – it's the ease of working out. You know, like we've had snow days in Connecticut too last week, and so it's like I got so many emails saying, I'm so grateful for Trainer Pass because my gym was closed, my yoga studio didn't happen, this classes didn't happen, but I went on Trainer Pass and I worked out, and I am so grateful. So it's a tool. It's it's um, it's really legit. So there you go, TrainerPass.com. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah and it, it is P- genius. And the time is now. Like Like I've been talking about how things have changed. Time has changed since I started, and I really want to just stay with – those changes and be present for them. And that's what trainer pass is for me. So I'm really and excited. P A S S right. Not path. I think I said path. So it's trainer P A S S. Yes. Yeah. Trainer okay. pass P A S S.com. Yeah. But okay. you click on trainers and then you'll see um, a little icon with Ellen Barrett on it. And there's other lovely trainers on there too. So you can sign up and have a lot of uh, options, you know, so it's great. Okay. All right. Uh, do you have a few? Do you have a couple more minutes, like ten more minutes, or do you need to go at the yeah, half? Yeah, of course. Of, oh, okay. When I, I'm trying to keep you for the hour. Um, for anybody listening live, um, you can call us if you want to ask a question. I can't. I can't open the phone lines. I don't. Um, if you can, uh, there's a chat room going too. So if you want to type in the question first or whatever you feel comfortable with, but our phone number is seven one four eight six eight zero two two zero. You can also tweet us. Um, Ellen is on Twitter at Ellen Barrett. And I'm at best ever you. Um, so we can take your questions that way if you want. Um, people listening on replay, um, you can tweet us your questions after the show's done, too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're here. Um, can we talk about your books? Because um, there's sure there's a, there's um, you have four books. Do you want to talk about the latest one? You have the 28 Days Lighter Diet or do you have a favorite book or I love this book. Yeah. Yeah, the 28 Days Later Diet is definitely my favorite, and it came from the heart, and it's the newer one. It came out in 2014, um, 
and it's for women. It's just for women. And it's really about creating a program, creating a wellness program around your cycle. So, you know, we look at the month, we look at the week, and we think Monday's Monday. You know, we think, oh, it's January is January. But your month is different than that calendar month. So your month is day one, the first day of your period. You have a whole energy circuit that you take, and then you go back the next month to day one. Sometimes it's 28 days, and, and that's why we called it 28 Days Lighter Diet. And it, diet was, like, added by our publisher. It wasn't definitely not a, a word we wanted, but she felt like it was a program that was about weight loss, and she just wanted to use that word, so we conceded to that. But the, the whole thing is to really notice that you, ev- women, and women in particular, change day to day. And so what you – this Monday – and next Monday, you might be really different. And that spin class might not be really desirable because your energy might be different. And so I really noticed this because in this, I say this in the book, that I was training women. I was training women, um, like, exclusively. And for years, for probably like 15 years, I, when I was in L.A. and in New York and in Connecticut, I was working with women. And pretty much down the board, all women basically said, Oh, they had some sort of gynecological issue. They had painful periods. They had for infertility. They had um, uh, cysts that had to be removed. They had uh, they gained so much weight in PMS in the you know in the premenstrual week. So I really was like, for me personally, I struggled with things as well. So I realized, you know what, my lifestyle changes have a huge effect on my wellness here. And I am ignoring these energy shifts with modern fitness, with the textbook fitness, which is treating women and men the exact same. And I really got furious about it. And then when I went to go find a book about this, there wasn't one written. And that's really why we wrote it. So basically, you have high level of energy in the middle of your cycle, You also have a higher metabolism. You're actually warmer and you're actually burning more calories and no one tells you this. So for two weeks in your cycle, give or take, you are actually much more of a furnace. You're going to be more hungry. You're going to have more energy. And then for the other two weeks in your cycle, you're not going to be as hungry, first of all. So you will be able to eat, quote, unquote, less if you are trying to diet or something like that. You will be lower energy. So your workout, that five-mile run might be too much for you. And so really the big takeaway of 28 Days Later Diet is feel your body. Notice your cycle. Notice how you ebb and flow all month long. And then when you notice that and you really work with it, the painful periods go away, the extreme PMS goes away, and a lot of other things fall by the wayside. And I, we have a lot of case studies in the book. And, you know, it's a, it's a lot of food. It's diet. It's a lot of menu stuff. It's about, you know, it's a workout. It's diet and it's lifestyle. So there's a couple weeks in, in, um, in the cycle where you probably need more solitude. There's a couple weeks where you don't. You can party it up. You can be out with your girlfriends all the time. There's times where you need more sleep and there's times where you can get by with less sleep and you just, maybe you wake up at five o'clock and you're like jumped out of bed and you're all invigorated. And that's what happens in the middle of the cycle. 
And, you know, during your period or during pre, uh, premenstrual, you want to sleep in. That other 20 minutes in bed is going to make you so much better for it. So, so it's like don't be a robot. Don't be a zombie. Feel your body. <laughs> listen to it and use it as guidance. It's guiding you. And a lot of times when people were having these uh, gynecological issues, it was the body screaming at them to listen. Just like, just stop running right now <laughs> or just take a nap right now. And a lot of cravings, like we, this, is, this has been studied, but it's, when you go to your OB-GYN, she's not telling you or he or she is not telling you a lot of this. But like if you're craving a lot of salt in PMS, you're mineral deficient probably in a lot of the minerals that you think you're going to get from salt and chocolate. Like chocolate is super magnesium. And so – you know, if you're like, I need chocolate, I need chocolate right now, and you're, a, mm-hmm. you know, raging for chocolate, it's like that's a sign that you probably are magnificent. You're you're losing magnesium with menstruation, but you need more magnesium in your muscles. And um, so, getting a mineral-rich diet is so huge Other than for chocolate, women. You're not going to take away our and, chocolate, you know, But chocolate you? is not bad for <laughs> you either. That's another thing. We don't really say, don't do this. We, you know, the only thing we say yeah. in the book, and this is true, we didn't want to be like, point the finger and be like, no sweets or no whatever, but we, we say no soy. No soy products. Yeah. If you can avoid soy, and if you have to have soy, fermented soy, but we are like, just stay away from soy. Let's just keep it simple. No soy. Because soy mm-hmm. is a phytoestrogen, and it really wreaks havoc with our endocrine system, and women are really sensitive there. So, so yeah. So, there's, mm-hmm. that's the big takeaway. You know, um, for somebody listening, and you know, myself included, I was not raised this way. And so this book was a real eye-opener for me. And it was like, boy, I wish somebody would have given me that book about, you know, 30 years ago or more. I'm kind of older oh, than that. But, yeah, um, because we – I don't know about you. No knock on my mom. My mom rules. And there were, you know, eight of us girls um, – you know, eight oh girls, three gosh. boys in our family. Yeah, yeah. Being our your book code would come in handy. Trust right. me. Yeah, eight girls and three Wait. boys. Yeah, your mom That's gave birth to eleven children. No, it's it's combined family, but everybody lives together. Yeah, there's a lot of oh, us. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. I'll, I'll send you a family picture and so email. Four. It's hilarious. So you you yeah, have nothing. four kids. You're like, this is no problem. Nah, no. Nah. I was raised fighting for a bathroom and a phone and food. Um, I eat so fast. It's funny. Um, but anyway, uh, but we were, I, and I, I, let me know if this resonates with you. If it doesn't, we can just skip it. But were you ever taught or were, are you finding a lot of people were taught to just, you know, suck it up buttercup and push through it almost like a pretend oh. your period doesn't exist and, you know, time to go to work and school and it is what it is. And that's that. Okay. I, I don't think. Yes. I, okay. Well, so my whole life, my whole life yeah. up until, that book that's how I live my life and me too that and that's one thing it's like my tennis childhood my tennis community I had female coaches I had my mom was very very present in my life Mm -hmm. no one even noticed when I was hunched over in pain playing on the court because I had menstrual cramps no one Mm -hmm. commented and I lost matches because of painful periods and it was never discussed. It was ignored by female coaches and male coaches and my own mother. Like it was ignored. It was like, Oh, fitness, you know, 
It's, it is just what it is. And I think, you know, there was this one video, it went viral. It was so good. And they basically put these little things on, um, uh, men, these little nodes on men, and they made, they replicated menstrual cramping. And the men were lying there and they were literally rolling around in such pain and they were like moaning. And, <laughs> and it's like it, it, the fact Sean that women get any crankier though. <laughs> right. Exactly. Up to that. exactly. <laughs> it's, it's funny because you see certain athletes come out about, about this, but it's still very much not talked about, but it, right. And it doesn't have to be like front page news because it, it is a, you know, it's not something that people want to really discuss, but it should be discussed privately. It should be um, paid attention to personally. And so, um, and so I just, I really think that my whole life I just ignored and I was trained to do it. I was trained to, to yeah. ignore it. And I, and I felt like I was doing a disservice to women by not telling them that they shouldn't ignore it. Because it's hurting you. It's hurting you in the big picture. And a lot of these things that are happening that are really difficult, um, you know, could be completely avoided. And so that was, yeah, that's exactly it. It's like you're, you know, it's not cool. And you see, you know, my acupuncturist, he said, um, he said, oh, he's like, I treat a lot of infertility with, with former athletes, with women that were former athletes. And I was like, why do you think that? And he's like, oh, because they just screwed up their system. They went on these pills that made them not have a period, and they went on these patches so they could just play all the time, and not it, the period was such an inconvenience to them. And and they just, uh, they a lot of them were very anemic. And he went on and on about all these things. And I was just, I walked out of that office being like, that's so sad. And I fall into that category, you know, like. Mm. And then I'm like, it's, it's got to stop now, or some, someone's got to get the message out about it. And um, and also, you know, we say this, but when, you know, you know, Mondays maybe you do do spinning on Monday nights, but every Monday night you're not the same, you know. Like, right. so we we have this calendar in our mind of oh, you know, oh, it's February 16th or whatever, but like the calendar is in your body, you know. You got to pay attention to the the cycle of your body, you know. The cycle yeah. of the moon helps you, you know. Pay attention to the moon. The moon's different every day, and you're just like that. So I felt really, I was really motivated. I couldn't shake it. I, I would go for long hikes with my dog, and I'd be like, I got to write a book about this. I got to, you know, it's real. <laughs> like I would learn, I would learn, yeah, I would learn all this information from like Chinese medicine and midwives. There was this really interesting midwife that told me all this interesting stuff that she learned in her midwifery school. And I was like, God, someone's got to tell people about this. And then, like, Gita Iyengar, who is a, a well-known – she's um, the daughter of BS, BKS Iyengar. She's mm-hmm. like, on day one, it is rest day. It is your Sabbath. And she has – you know, and it's like this – in Indian culture, that was the way it was. And it was, you know, you removed yourself from daily chores and stress. And it's like, why don't we have that in our culture? That I want change that in everything. my culture. I think I'm going to put that in my culture. Right. I, I have a, I have a yeah. question for you. It's going to kind of tail on to, onto this. Now, um, and again, if you don't agree with anything I say, I just, you know, thinking of things here as you're talking. Um, you're a mom. I'm a mom. Um, are you one of those moms, I'm not, um, who can, you know, have the, you know, million-dollar career, you know, the the kid's perfect, you know, everybody's, 
turning out perfectly and your house is perfect, your cars are perfect, your lawn is perfect, <laughs> your hair is perfect, your teeth are perfect, your earrings match, your shoes match, you know, your whole world is perfect and you're doing every single thing, including exercising, eating right. And I could go on and on and on for about an hour of like all the things that we go through as women to try and be amazing, you know, in every single way, all the time, every minute of the day. And for me, um, what happened to me was um, after two kids, I'm not my mom. My mom was, you know, could handle everything it seemed like and we had we had help and people who helped us and things like that but when after two I pretty much felt outnumbered and like I I couldn't do everything perfectly and so for me the job gave uh, I was like you know in order for me to raise the kind of kids I want to have this job's going to give and it was a it was a pretty significant career um, and then two more and I was like I'm definitely at home here and I love being <laughs> at home I mean, don't get, I mean, I love being at home. I think it's awesome. But there was a, you know, that the career keep creeps back in where you're like, okay, I got to stay, my mind has to stay active. You know, I can, I love rescue heroes though. You know, so it's just like a constant pull. You don't know what rescue heroes are, Ellen, you need to get some. Um, (laughs) And the magic castle. (laughs) I don't know what they are. Oh, they're awesome. And I have them all in the basement, but you can't have mine, but I I might have to send you some rescue heroes. Um, but, you know, I love to play with toys and, you know, all the cool things. But can you add to what I'm trying to say here to make it a little bit more articulate, but maybe it resonated with yeah. people who are, you know, I'm definitely not leaning in. I'm I'm leaning out. I'm leaning in. I'm leaning away. I'm leaning toward. I mean, I'm all over the place. Yeah. You can't have it all. And actually, you can't have it all. You know, and I don't think so. You something give. No. Something and let gives. it not and be you know the what? kids. When you have kids and they're being raised by, you know, other people, it breaks your heart. And and, mm-hmm. and the kids miss you. And But it's you. Sometimes the kids are fine, but you. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. So <laughs> I think, you you know what, it's funny. It's, it's, it's so, it's so funny how you say that. It's like all these, they're every, you know, me, that's another thing. Media misrepresents, like, you know, they they make women feel really guilty. Media makes women feel so guilty about so many things. You know, like you know, it's oh yeah, what so bad. I mean, to be like on you know the the girl doing the news on Fox, all perfect with the you know the hair extensions in and the cool dress and the everything and you know and then you're like, but where are my children? <laughs> you know, kind of. I just yeah, but then she goes home and she me, makes a five course meal for everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then have dinner yeah. made. <laughs> I just can't do it. It's just, I don't know. I, know. I don't know it's how people such, do it. It's so such a, you, it's been, yeah. I'll tell you what do I you do. you have a book I'll, on that? Th- yeah, clue me in. <laughs> oh, no. I think there's someone better to write that book, but I'll tell you, <laughs> I think the key, and, I, and I, I see this because I have so many friends that we are all so conflicted with this, you know, setup, but your kids have to come first. They're number one, okay. no matter what. We did. Because yeah. they, it, and it's your soul. It's not, it's them, but it's also your, your soul. You know, you put them on this planet. And like, I think so, but I think also like you, the wellness thing, if you can't work, if it's a time thing, it's a time situation. And so if you can't work out, maybe you could, you know, eat healthier. Maybe you could go to bed earlier. Maybe you could, um, mm, you know, take a bath. long bath 
yeah, you could, you know, after you put your kids to bed, like take a long bath and make that your wellness thing for the day. You know, it's like you have to sort of just be so much more malleable and adjusting and it's always plan B, plan C, plan D, like every freaking day. You're <laughs> like, it? what is going on? <laughs> like, when I came in and here, I also joke, my, so, oh, go ahead. Yeah. We, we joke, my son has been the front desk person at many of my classes. Like from a very young age, I was like, oh my God, school's canceled. And my husband's gone for the day. And Luca, you're coming to the studio with me. Yeah, you're coming to the studio. So, and I'm grateful that these classes are 75 minutes long because if it was a whole day at the office, I would be fired, you know? Yeah. But uh, it's funny because my friend who's, my friend is a male male, uh, worker and there was a snow day, and she, her daughter was, like, in the back of the post office with, like, a little blanket, <laughs> eating crackers, and she had, like, a little picnic. And I was like, you go, girl. She's like, my boss didn't come in today, and that's why I brought her, because I knew I could get away with it. I was, and I was like, it's the best thing I've seen all day, but she had to make it work, and, you know, yeah. it's hard. That is super hard. But also, like, I'm really attached to earning an income for myself. Like, I just... Yeah. I'm so attached to that. So it's, you and I love both. the idea of like, yeah, I love the idea of like, my husband's going to take care of me, but I'm like, oh, I get so, it's, I just can't do it. So <laughs> <Me> either. <laughs> yeah. I, I celebrate a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yes, my money. Your money. Or yeah. Whatever. It's hysterical. Um, the, yeah. it's funny. Um, yeah, I feel you. I had to, I covered the, um, Massachusetts conference for, for women a few years ago. And, uh, on that day, you know, of course, you know, there's no school cause of something. <laughs> They're backing up a few oh. years and they weren't in college. I mean, I really had everybody home and my husband was gone. I'm like, okay. So, uh, and then the camera guy couldn't do it. So my son who was a junior in high school covered the Massachusetts conference for women with me. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? So he was, he was the camera, camera guy. Yeah. The whole day. That is classic. <laughs> I, you know, I totally, my, like, I totally put my kid to work all <laughs> the time. Yeah. Like, I, we, we, you know, at the studio where I teach, you know, I had him shoveling snow. I had him reapply the salt on the walkway. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, I, you know, he'll he'll be like sitting in the check-in desk, and I'll be like, you know, he'll type in something at the computer or something, even though he needs a lot of assistance with that. But yeah. it's like, yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And I'm so grateful because he, like, he'll, like, you know, we, when we have, like, a press release, we have to send out, you know, hundreds of something. I'll be like, stuff these envelopes, please, or whatever. And and so you got to do it. And it's entertaining for him somehow. So Yeah. No, I get it. And the ladies at the conference for women were like, is that your son? That's so cool that he's here and everything. I'm like, he's forced. (laughs) I didn't say it, but (laughs) (laughs) forced family fun. Um, Okay. So in between that and the 28 days lighter diet is this whole pregnancy thing. And just for 10 more minutes, if I can. Um, And I I really want to do a separate show too. We talked about this on just the 28 days lighter diet. because I think there's a whole wealth of information there that people could listen to. So we're just touching on things for right now, everybody listening. Um, Have you, how was pregnancy for you? And this might pry a little bit, but do you feel like you need another book after that experience (laughs) or um, you know what? Uh, Like it's funny because 
I had a really healthy pregnancy. It was really simple. I didn't have any complications. My childbirthing experience was a little traumatic, and um, everything was fine. I wanted a natural birth. I, um, you know, it was it was in the hospital though, and I didn't use epidural or anything. But after I had my son, and I was done with the up the delivery room, and I was in the uh, you know maternity ward, I hemorrhaged, and I lost a lot of blood. And I've been trying to build blood ever since. My son's eight years old. So hemorrhaging is is why women died from uh, childbirth in the past. And um, I was in the hospital, but I was it was an hour and a half after delivering my son. So it was a very unique situation. So it was very scary. And um, and I look back at that and I think. I was grateful to be in the hospital and not have a home birth for that. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, I think the fact that I was in the hospital might have played a role in why the hemorrhaging happened. And um, because it was, it wasn't, it was, uh, there was stress and, and they wouldn't Mm -hmm. let me move around and, you know, all that stuff. But, and I was fighting them. I was like, no, I don't want Pitocin. No, I don't want epidural. No. And I was like, you know, it was not peaceful because I knew, you know, what I wanted. So, I definitely think um, that was a huge experience in my life, and I'm so grateful that, you know, my son, you know, is healthy, and I was so grateful mm-hmm. for that. And and it was, you know, my pregnancy was a really happy time. And, you know, um, so, yeah, so it was it was really, for the most part, um, a, such an, a wonderful, awesome experience. But the hemorrhaging was very scary, and... You know, it's funny, my friend Leslie, who's a Reiki master, after she came by my house like five days later when my son was like five days old, and she was like Reikiing me, and she goes, I think you had a near-death experience. And I didn't tell her about the hemorrhaging situation, mm-hmm. that, and yet I hadn't told her. And I was like, oh, my God. And and then she she know? was very interesting. I know. How did she know? She felt it through her Reiki. And then she's like, she's like, you need to build blood. You need. And I was freezing cold for like two years. And, um, you know, I really needed to build blood. So, um, so that was my pregnancy experience and my pregnancy and delivery experience. And I think that's another thing about women and working out during prenatal. It's really to prepare you for that delivery, to prepare your body, keep the energy going, and then for a faster recovery from pregnancy. So, you know, we think it's about maintaining a proper weight, you know, but it's, you know, it's really about um, preparing your body like an athlete would prepare it for a game day, you know. It's like that's your game day, you know. So I think that's a a big thing, yeah. Now, I haven't read a book on that in a really long time, and pretty much the book – um, the books that were popular when I was having children were like what to what what to expect when you're expecting, you know, and those types of things. So I don't know how conversational people have gotten with their whole pregnancy and delivery and all that stuff. Because, again, when I first have it, started having kids, um, not a whole lot of chatter going on. There wasn't this Internet and all this stuff, um, you know, at all, really. And my first two pregnancies were way different than the second two. Um, the first two were more like an eating, an eating free for all. 
uh, I mean, just <laughs> really like, woo, fun, you know, let's gain weight kind of thing. And I just didn't know any better. And then I moved from Minnesota to California. And the doctor who had me in California looked at the chart and said, well, we're not going to do that this time. We're going to gain, um, you know, 30 pounds or 40 pounds tops. And I'm like, oh, how am I going to do that exactly? And there was this whole exercise regimen built in, you know, just things I'd never heard of um, and uh, totally different experiences. But with all of mine, I differ from you a little bit with all of mine. I was in the hospital um, because I had severe complications of blood pressure and things like that. I knew I needed to be in the hospital or bad things would happen to us for sure. Um, and then I was Pitocin and epidural. I am not a creature who can handle that process without an epidural that I know of. Even the, just, yeah. um, did not work for me <laughs> at all. You um, know, for me, the whole, my whole yeah. MO going in was I have never had a drug work with me ever. I'm, me I can't either. do drugs. Yeah, I don't either. I don't take and so a I basically thing. said, because even at a, when I was 20, I had, went on antibiotics for the first time, and it was um, penicillin, and I had a rash, and I was rushed to the ER because my my breathing passageway was closing, and it was tr- so, it was more Gary. traumatic than the ear infection, which is why I had this. Yeah. Which was going to yeah. go away on its own afterwards, I realized. Because when I got done with that, I said, should I get on another drug? They're like, it's going to go away on its own. I was like, why did you give me penicillin and put me in the hospital? Yeah. <laughs> so I have always had an adverse reaction with all drugs, like every single drug. Like me too. Decongestant. Yes. Do you worry about yourself yes. as you age? Like if you ever have anything go wrong where you actually need something, I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm well, so uh, – I feel like an alien, like I'm just not from here or something because – there is a chemical problem with drugs. Yeah. Like I cannot. Yeah. I fear for like a, like I'm like even iodine, like x-ray dye. Right. Dead allergic right. to it. Weird. Right. Uh, See, but yeah, I, going I have really embraced herbs. I've really embraced hmm. herbs and like I'm taking turmeric and I have uh, I a, like that. marshmallow root. I was taking just to keep uh, a cold out of my chest and, like I really embraced herbs and Chinese medicine. I love, uh, I trust my Chinese medicine doctor so much. And, and that's what I totally turned to, but I'll tell you, like, uh, you know, there's so many, like I've worked with so many women that have had preeclampsia and mm-hmm. they've had, you know, they've been, um, you know, bedridden for the last like couple months of their pregnancy because they're starting to dilate too early. And so, you know, Pregnancy is nothing to be taken lightly, and it really, it's just such an important time to have your act together and relax and not have too much stress. So, you know, whenever I go into New York and I see, you know, pregnant women running down the street, hailing a cab, wearing their high heels, and I'm like, yikes, and it's like the adrenaline, the adrenaline rush of New York. Um, It just, it it like upsets me. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, But me, me, because other women women survive and do well in that environment too. So it's, it's individual, but, but yeah. Yeah. yeah That's no. interesting but, about your pregnancies, but it's true that the, the free for all food is so funny. Cause I've seen that too, where these tiny little women blow up and they gain so much weight in their pregnancies. <laughs> and it's so funny. It's, it it's so like funny, but ball. I know what you mean. Oh yeah. No, yeah. it was hilarious. I look back and I'm like, wow, I actually look like Jabba the Hutt in that one picture. <laughs> you know, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like really really big um but that that might be like a cool book just a hint hint you know um I don't know if something like that exists where where you guide people through that like you have um 
the 28 days, you know, like your, your 10 months. Yeah. First of semester. Something. Yeah. Yeah. It could be first trimester. Cool. Yeah. Do this more yeah. peacefully. I don't know. Just a thought. I don't know. Yeah. It, I mean, it, I think, you know, I, I think um, the yoga community really has it right with prenatal. I really believe that oh, they, okay. I, I think they really get it and, and the breathing and, um, and the gentleness, uh, you know, you know, I think it. I think the yoga community is where to go, where to turn to. So, if I were to do it yeah, again, no. I would totally. I, I mean, when I was pregnant with Luca, I walked. I was in the woods. I was very air sensitive. I took my dogs for long walks in the woods and just sat in the woods because I just loved the fresh air of the of the trees. I was like so into it, and um and I slept when I wanted to sleep. I slept, and I remember I was I did some I was working I did like four features for Cooking Light magazine. They, like literally, they came out of the sky for me, and and I was like, oh my god, thank you so much. And they so I had this gig where I was just writing, writing for a magazine which I could do on my own time schedule, Beautiful. and I was so. It was so beautiful. I was like, God has given me this this uh, gig right now because I'm really chilling out. So yeah. sleep is important because your blood is manufactured when you sleep. And when you're, you know, the first trimester, you're just doubling your blood. Or I forget the exact number, but that's why you're so sleepy. And um, and so it's really important to sleep well, stay hydrated, um, and move a little bit to get energy flowing. But nothing over the top for sure. Yeah. How how did you recover yeah. from the hemorrhage? What do they do, what do you do for that exactly? That's a, well, you know that's what? Really scary. Is that a transfusion well, and everything? Oh, well, yeah, so right? I didn't. I opted not to do a transfusion, and this is uh, this is just my own personal thing. But I had read about how they really don't they don't really clean Screen. they don't really check the blood for certain things like Lyme disease. They don't check the blood for that. They don't check the blood for a lot of little things. Like they literally scan it for AIDS and for like. It's like one other thing. That's it. Like, you know, so really? I didn't do the transfusion. Yes. Oh. Yes. At least this was back in, you know, 2008 Whatever. when my yeah. son was born. So I went, turned to my Chinese medicine doctor and I did acupuncture and I took Chinese herbs and literally within a year, I really felt pretty good. And I would go back and get blood tests and blood work and it would, it was climbing, it was growing. And, um, and then, and that's really what I did. But um, I didn't take iron pills. I had done that earlier in my life, and that was a joke. And um, mm-hmm. I tried to eat, you know, iron-rich foods and use an iron skillet, which I'm a huge fan of. I think that was a big turnaround for me. I did take an herbal multivitamin. It's a slow, steady process. It's not like you're not going to, you know, get it back overnight. You know, it's a, a steady process. So, so that's really, you know, what I that's did. Tricky. But um, yeah, it's tricky. And but you know what? It's funny because, you know, I, I you know my OBGYN and other doctors, they would just their solution was take iron pills, and you know it, <laughs> it's really one dimensional. Yeah, it's really yeah. one dimensional. Yeah. And um, I had said that I'd I you know when I was a teenager teenager I took iron pills and it didn't move the needle at all in my iron count. So. You know, there's a there's a lot of research out there that they, that it doesn't really get absorbed into the system, and there's a lot of different kinds of things. But um, but just iron rich foods and and sleep and you know I think eating well is so important. Your nutrients should come from your food, and and uh, so that's how mm-hmm. it all 
came back. But it was yeah. a really, it was really interesting. It was, um, it was very interesting. So yeah, it sounds like it. Well, we're glad you're okay and all that good stuff. Of course, you are now. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so I've kept you on the phone way too long. I kept I kept yesterday's guest and too we long. Can talk so I must the chat. Yeah, I I I love talking <laughs> to you. And I I told you that in email. I'm like, okay, I just love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're kind of stuck with me. I know we're a, we could have we could keep going. Yeah. We're like there's we a sisterhood here. We could just keep yeah. going. Yeah, we're, going, we're not going to though. To everybody listening, we love you all. I know. But we are going to go now. Um, we hope that, uh, I don't know about you, Alan, but I hope that we've touched your life in some way, uh, by listening to this, Yes, for um, sure. in some way, there was a lot of information, but hopefully it sparked something within you, um, to do, you know, maybe do a little bit more. I I'm on this, do a little bit more to take care of yourself a little better kick. That's my thing. Yeah. Just, just put yourself, you are your own best friend. Be your own Ooh, best I like friend. That. That's like. Yeah, put yourself in that really VIP seat in your life. And that that's like the most important thing, and then everything will fall into place. Love it. All right, we're ending on that. So be your own best friend. Okay, cool. Think about that. That's hard to do sometimes. We beat ourselves up. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out there from Ellen. Be your own best friend and think about how to do that. Maybe we'll put that in the group and ask exactly. people how, how they put that into practice because sometimes things are easier said than done. So maybe if you want exactly. to chime in, we'd love your feedback on that. So, all right. Come back again soon. We'll talk about your book. Much I will. Love. Awesome. Enjoy your snow. Enjoy your beautiful you sun. Too. Enjoy all your workouts. Thank I, you. I, I did my Grace and Gusto today, so I'm good. I'm so <laughs> love psyched. You. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much, all Elizabeth. Right. Thank you, thank you, thank Bye. you. Everybody listening, yep, thanks. Um, thank you to Ellen Barrett for being with us today. She's wonderful. Um, you can visit her at ellenbarrett.com. I love that um, other site she mentioned, too, like if you're traving and don't have your DVDs with you, trainerpass, P-A-S-S.com. There's another area you can go to um, to get more Ellen Barrett. And then her book is The 28 Days Lighter Diet. What I've been doing um, – to, because you know, she just resonates with me. I just absolutely love her. You can hear her smile as she talks to you. If you didn't catch that, she's smiling the whole time she's on the radio show. I just love her. Um, and you can, you know, you can Google her and a lot of stuff comes up um, with her workouts. And then if you go to Amazon too, her workout, her workouts are all there too. I've gotten quite a few of them from Amazon. And then of course her website, ellenbarrett.com. There's two R's and two T's in her name, E-L-L-E-N-B-A-R-R-E-T-T.com. And then um, she's on Twitter, cool Twitter feed too. Um, and uh, Instagram feed, really inspirational. Um, I'm always guilty of tweeting a lot. She tweets just the right amount and it's always something inspiring and useful um, and something also that you can retweet which is you know sometimes hard to do on Twitter you see a lot of things out there that you definitely don't want to retweet um, her stuff is all retweetable and I guarantee you that your friends will love it and be inspired as well and they'll be like who is that and you can go that's Ellen Barrett of course and you've listened to the show so all right thanks everybody for listening um, I am taking the week off uh, the kids are off school. That means I'm off school and off duty, and um, we're actually going to go to New York City. So um, for part of next week, we're heading to New York City, so I'm all excited about that. And um, we'll catch you back here. Ooh, geez. Our next show is 
Oh, yeah, this is cool. Um, we have Lily Leonard coming on. She's a Hay House author on March 7th. Um, I'm sorry, Lily Leonardi. Sorry, I said her name wrong. Um, she is a, uh, a former FBI. Oh, she's so cool. I love her. Um, her books, um, if you Google her name, uh, Lily Leonardi, um, she was one of the first people on scene to uh, the, from the FBI to the crash scene for Flight 93 on 9-11. And um, she is the person who has seen the band of angels in the field. Um, uh, just amazing, amazing human being. And I love talking to her and reading her books. So she'll be on here March 7th, probably for an hour and a half, too, because <laughs> of the way we get to chatting. Anyway, lots of love. Thank you all for listening. Take care and have a beautiful day and um, get out there and enjoy that snow. There's certainly enough of it. <laughs> or, you know, if you love snow, come to the East Coast. We need sho- you know, people to shovel the snow <laughs> for sure. Anybody who wants to do my driveway? Um, yeah, <laughs> my kids. My kids are out there not even making a dent. All right, we love you. Take care. Have a great day. And thanks for listening to Best Ever You, all jokes aside. <laughs> Take care. Thank you for listening to the Best Ever You Network. For more information, just visit us at besteveryou.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 